Welcome to episode 51 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most. Not as good as some, sir. Champ. Still the champ. Yeah. Still maybe, the... not, maybe not for much longer, but... I, I'm holding my own in that league, so you know the oh. champ is still on the ropes, but he took his standing eight count, but he has not been yet eliminated. Um... If you're gonna ask me how I'm doing, yes, I was after the yeah, chant, yeah. not where the bent dick, and um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go into that in a second. But I'm gonna kick it off because I got to get me some beer in me because I'm I'm still just fuming. Uh, probably as we're recording, it's probably what close to seven o'clock at night. The game ended at let's say four twenty, so we're talking about three hours later, and not my stomach. Like no other. Anyway, yeah. um, two-thirds of our tastings today are courtesy of Grandpa Blackhawk. He was down hunting in Tennessee, and based on the pictures, eh, quite a successful hunt for the fellas. Um, oh, good. Got some back straps and some um, loins and stuff in the freezer. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, as long as there's some jerky, <laughs> I will eat medicine jerky. So, okay. I, you know, other than that, no interest whatsoever in, in the cookings of that stuff. But jerky, you just haven't I, had anybody cook it right for you. Yeah, uh, I still just want jerky. Anyway, other than that, um, <laughs> but uh, I think you got all the jerky you can handle. And and I know black. I know Grandpa Blackhawk's thinking, what two thirds of the tastings? But I. I brought them six tastings. What the hell is he doing? Well, we're not doing six tastings tonight. Yes, he did, in fact, bring us six tastings. Right. But I had one that I had purchased that we've been meaning to try. So I took two of his six tastings, and there's still four on the docket. And credit will be given when the time comes. But uh, So the first one that I went for is a little Hefweizen from Yazoo Brewing Company in Nashville, Tennessee. And, hey... I said Yazoo Brewing Company and nailed it. You did? you know how brewing and brewery oh, yeah. always screws me? Right. I, this is going to be a good pot, I think, Dave. I think it is. Um, it's 5% and a paltry 18 IBUs. Um, I'm a little leery of it because I think... Because of the naked woman on the on the. Well, bottom? no, that's what I like, but that's why we're going first with it because <laughs> when there's a naked woman, I mean, it's like the seatbelt. That, that's one of the sexiest things... Ever is it like when you're in a stoplight and you see the seatbelt between the lady's breast? <laughs> I'm thinking that, this is her hair. Well, that's her hair, but it looks like can't you picture that as a seatbelt separating? And look at that big mom, big manly <laughs> on there. Um, but huge I'm, bulbous sack of fat. Yes, I'm. Ex- but I'm excited, excited because I think it's going to be bad because Hefweizen is one of my mom's or Huffweizen, whatever it's called, that's my mom's favorite beer. It has a little, uh, uh, what's the, the the wiener dog's name on it? What is that? What is The that? wiener schnitzel? What is the wiener dog? What is that uh, oh, breed of dog? Um, of course you would ask me that. Uh, anyway, we'll, get, we'll, we'll figure it out at some point. But oh. it, it has that on the bottle, and yeah. she loves it. And I think that's called Huffweizen, and I think oh. that tastes like absolute shit. You mean the, there's a there's a Hef, the Hef from yes. Frankenmuth. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And that, there's a little uh, wiener dog. Yeah, yeah, what does yeah. that breed call? Shit, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I don't, I'm not ever going to have one, so. No, either am I. But here, let's. Uh, but that's what I think this beer is going to taste like. So I wanted to get the bad one out of the way right away. 
Well, I wouldn't call that bad. The Hef is a... Oh, I hate it. I, really? my, my mom loves it, and I, I hate it. Oh, this, I'm this, in your mom's court on that one. Boy, I tell you what, this beer pour, it almost looks like I'm pouring uh, schnapps. It's so clear. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yes, it, it, that that is what it is. It's that the half from Frankenmuth Brewing or whatever it is. Right. And I, it's it, it's like a light beer, but with a little more with that German yeah. gankiness to it. I don't. Okay. I, I don't want, <laughs> I, I'm not a fan. But anyway, I got it. All right, here we go. Deep breath. Yep. Try to maintain the expletives. Right. Um, Try to stave off. It, an it would it would have been podcast gold. Had this happened, this podcast happened at 4.20-ish. But, all right, first of all, hopefully, like when the Lions laid an egg against the Houston Texans on Thanksgiving Day, uh, that Saturday, Matt Patricia and uh, Bob Quinn were fired. I think his name's Correct. Bob. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Matt Nagy and Chuck Pagano have got to go. You want to talk about a, what a okay? Neither yeah. team is going anywhere, right? They're you know the Bears lost six games in a row, the Lions are now five and seven, the Bears are now five and seven. We'll call it a true, absolute wash because if you remember game one when we were in when when they were in Detroit, the Bears came back took yeah. the lead, oh, yeah. and if if DeAndre Swift could catch, right. the Lions would have won that game. Because he was in the end zone. Yeah. So the Lions should have won game one. Yep. The Bears should have won today. Neither happened because both teams absolutely suck. But um, what an absolutely horrible play call. First of all, I, I, I'm sure this guy listens to our podcast because we have millions and millions of listeners. But Allen Robinson, you want to be paid like a number one wide receiver? Then you should start fucking playing like a number one wide receiver. Third and one, you catch the ball and you step out of bounds before getting the one yard. Are you kidding me? I'm putting the I'm putting the big L like the uh, um, the scarlet letter where the where they put the A on the woman's uh, sweater for adultery. I'm putting the big L on your hat, Allen Robinson the second. Maybe we should have had Allen Robinson the first play for us, and maybe he could have got the one yard. You step out of bounds on a one yard pass play with nobody fucking you. You beat the receipt, the defender, and you could have got the first down, and who knows, maybe the Bears would have won the game. But no, you stepped out of bounds, and you want to be paid like a number one? I hope the, it, I hope the Bears get a used condom for Allen Robinson, and I'd be quite happy. You want to be paid like a number one wide receiver? You couldn't hold a wide re number one wide receiver as jockstrap. You suck. Number two, Matt Nagy, you call a play game like you, you're, you've got piss running down your leg. Are you kidding me? Fourth and one, yeah, you've ran the ball with success, but you're going to run that chicken shit play call on fourth and one. And another thing, why do you save your timeouts? You had one to burn, but yet you took 30 seconds off the clock from one minute to 30 seconds. You took 50, 30 seconds off the clock because you wanted, because what are you going to masturbate with that timeout at home? You, you didn't even get to use it, you stupid shit. And, and okay, and here's the straw that broke the camel's back, and this is what lost the Bears the game. The Bears defense have got big payroll, big players, and every and, and they they should be fucking fantastic. They punt O'Donnell, a beautiful punt. The Bears up thirty to twenty. We're on easy street. O'Donnell. 
Phenomenal punt. Pins him inside the three. The fucking Lions go 97 yards Ooh. within, like, under three minutes because Chuck Pagano is softer than a 75-year-old man in Nita Viagra's dick. And it's embarrassing that you're going to play that kind of fucking defense in the NFL, 97 yards in less than three minutes is an absolute joke. And Matt Nagy and Chuck Pagano, I'm going to take a deep breath here. I won't say they should be killed. Hey, I'm sure they're great guys and it's only a game and neither team is going anywhere. So I won't say they should be killed, but I should be looking for their resumes to come across my desk to work for me because what an absolute disgrace. They lost to... Uh, what's the guy's name? What's that clown's name? Daryl Bevel? For fuck's sake. They lost to an interim head coach. Matt Nagy, you're a worthless piece of shit. I just, Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> That's what I was hoping for right there. I'm like, oh, man, I hope he ends this just like Christmas Vacation. That would be classic. Oh, nice job. Thank you. Uh, but and, and the only, Like I said, the only thing... I had the old, I mean, I was geared up for the game because as a Bear fan, there are four things every season before it starts. There are four things in no particular order that I want the Bears to do. Win the Super Bowl, win the NFC North, make the playoffs, beat the Lions twice. Well, winning the Super Bowl with a five-game losing streak probably wasn't going to happen. No. Winning the uh, the North wasn't going to happen, but... They still had a shot to make the playoffs, and with a win today, they would have beat the Lions two games this year. So, I mean, there were still two things to play for. I Every bit of clothing I had on, from my socks to my boxers to my loungewear to my shirt, was bear-related. And the only thing that kept me from uh, ripping another pair of boxers, Chuck, was what I said earlier. It was like, you know what? All right, we should have won this game today, but we should have lost the first game to the Lions too. Yeah. And but the, it, it, I mean, it, it was just it was sickening the way they went about it. And it, I I text Zach Diaz, who's a, also a Bear fan, and I text him and I said, "Hey, it, it was thirty to twenty, just before they punted to pin him inside the five, and I said we're going to end up having to sweat this one out." Not only did we sweat it out, we we sweat it out and we lost. Yeah, you know, I, you know that's I didn't the, even have to. I didn't even have to. You know, I had nine one dialed on my phone in case that vein on your forehead would have actually popped. But uh, no, I, I had to put that away. You, you held yourself in composure pretty good, Mike. Well, thanks. Um, so anyway, I, I want to get off the sports topic right away here in segment one, and I'm going to go with uh, my listen slash watch list. That I've tuned into, and let me know if you've seen any of these. And, okay, all right. Um, I'm gonna, first of all, the one the one I've listened to is available on Wondery Podcasts, available at Spotify. It's called Young Charlie. Hmm. You know my infatuation with the old uh, macabre serial killers and sure, whatnot, yeah. right? And I'm four episodes in, and it's. Obviously, nothing I haven't. I mean, should it happen in '69? It's not like nothing oh, so new is happening. All right. And what it is, and there's, it's cool. There's a, a male and a uh, female um, host of the show. All right. And the female, when she's talking, she's talking about in the '69, '70 era, 
when the murders actually happened. And then when they switched to the mail, he's actually talking about Charles Manson's early days and, you know, what led up to, you know, this, that, and the other thing and how, how he did it and whatnot. And makes for very pleasant listening as Ruby and I are uh, on our daily walks. So uh, Young Charlie, Bill uh, Wondering huh. Podcast, worth a listen. Um, Rust Creek, yeah, a Netflix original movie. Hmm. Uh, Haven't seen it. Very predictable, but if you have nothing else to do, a solid watch. It's a suspense. And like I say, you can kind of see... There are a couple things I've said, this is going to happen. It was like, well, okay, I was wrong about that. But I was pretty much dead on on sure. how it was going to end. And uh, my favorite of the three that we watch, as weird as it is, because we actually uh, have brought it up in, like, random questions on, like, what uh, world record you could do and yada, yada, oh, yada. Yeah. Yep. But on uh, Netflix, it's called We Are the Champions. Uh, five episodes. 24 to 32 minutes each and the five topics are you got my interest peak so far yep the first one is i want to say it's in england they put a a roll of not a roll but a a, block, a wheel of cheese mm-hmm. and they roll it down a hill which is like 45 degrees yep you don't have to catch the cheese. You just have to be the first to the finish line. And at a 45-degree angle... Like down, the pumpkins in Vassar, yeah. if you've ever heard of that. They roll yeah. those pumpkins down the hill at oh, Vassar. Yeah. All right. Sounds like that. So they're rolling a, a thing of cheese. Yeah, and all the, and as soon as the cheese is rolled, everybody goes down, and the first one across the finish line. And it's amazing that there's not any more injuries <laughs> than there is because it... it because one obviously once you start going, because oh, in the, yeah. the the best part, and it's not really a spoiler alert. Is it a hill with grass and dirt? Yeah, or yeah. Is it, it, oh, okay. it, it's not smooth or anything. There's like no. I'm just saying yeah. it's not a road. It's not oh, no, concrete. Oh no, no, Okay, and um, that would be fun. It's not a spoiler <laughs> alert, but um, it's a hundred. It's about a hundred meters. In fact, it, okay, the, the, down the hills a hundred meters, and they said you, well, Usain Bolt holds the world record at a hundred meters at. Whatever the time is, yeah. the male winner 6. of the five, yeah, six point six, something like that. And the male winner of the two thousand eighteen or, or whatever. What am I talking about? Never mind. Actually, had that time beat. Oh wow! But then again, it's like I say. I mean, obviously, gravity's taken over because he actually got airborne and was rolling right. down the hill. But uh, <clears throat> so that was the first one. But my favorite of the five episodes was a uh, pepper eating contest. And um, this one guy in uh, one of the Carolinas uh, grows his own peppers, and like 11 people, including the guy, uh, the name, who's got the Scoville scale, which means how hot a pepper is, he was in it and actually lost the contest, and you just eat peppers, and it's just amazing how hot, and like... Oh, yeah. And... Like some people, they're you know, insane. They, like yeah, the ghost peppers yep. and the yeah. Um, and then uh, the third one that was the least <clears> interesting, <throat> but I guess it'd be interesting if you're into that was uh, for hair. Uh, you had <laughs> you had to uh, create the great best design with actual hair. Okay. Uh, fourth one was actually I didn't think I'd like it, but it was actually interesting. Was dog dancing, and the the fifth and final one was uh, frog jumping. Which the record is, I was thinking, they said the record was 21 feet X number of inches. 
And I was thinking, wow, that's fucking a big jump. But actually, they get three jumps. Oh. So it's hop, well, that's hop, it. hop, All and right. then that three jump distance. Is so it's the like right. the triple jump in right. the, yeah, the Olympics, yeah. whatever. So, yeah. And speaking of records, Usain Bolt's record is like 9.5 something. Right. When you said six, I, I, I knew that no, was no, kind no, of. I don't know what I. Yeah, I knew that was kind of obvious. Like, well, that's a hell of a hundred meters <laughs> in six seconds. Um, I was reading it upside down. Anyway, have you watched, been watching anything, listening to anything? <clears throat> um, just uh, Fridays, The Mandalorian is about the only time I have to watch anything. Um, it's a Star Wars, you know, I'm a sci fi geek. And then uh, we actually, we watched, um, Shelly and I watched our favorite Christmas movie, Love Actually. Right. It's an adult Christmas movie. And not an adult like as in... Ron, like Jeremy, as, and... Right, no. Ginger Lynn. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's some uh, unnecessary nudity in it, but it's funny. There's I think never really... unnecessary nudity, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But it's funny. It's meant to be, it's meant to be funny. Um... But uh, but great great movie. It's got it's just packed with stars. Pretty much every every uh, every person in there is somebody that you might not know their name, but you know who you know. Like oh my god, that's so and so. Right. Um, Mandalorian. That's that Disney Plus thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, if you paid me, I'd probably have to negotiate a price as how much you paid me to watch that <laughs> because. That um, that is not right. my genre, so I right. would, I have no interest in no, watching that. Um, <clears throat> speaking of Christmas movies, what are, what are some of your favorites? I, I know you uh, other than Love Actually, as you just mentioned, but like uh, Jim Carrey's The Grinch. I just I'm amazed at I'm amazed at I guess now as an adult I just look at it more like I'm just amazed at what he was able to do in that movie in the costume, you know and I mean, it, is it a great, great movie, Christmas movie? No. Absolutely not. No, no. But is, <laughs> but it, inter- yeah. is it entertaining for me? Uh, I think so. I like it. It's, it's, yeah. See now, what we, they could do is tie in the Grinch, and is it Love Actually or Love, yeah. Love Actually and the Grinch, yeah. and Cindy Lou who could be a porn star. Sure, Mike. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Sure, so, oh, sure. I that would be the Christmas, you know. <laughs> So, um, I think, well, Chris, obviously I don't think Christmas Vacation is far and away my number one Christmas movie. Um, For sure. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about, now, do you watch A Christmas Carol? Uh, Occasionally. So, like, every three or four years. So, now, do you watch the same one, or what Scrooge is your favorite? No, it's actually probably different ones, to be honest with you, now that you mention it. George C. Scott. Boom! That, that was the that last is, one I saw. That's my favorite. Yeah. That is my favorite. Uh, a Christmas Carol. Did I say Christmas Story or Christmas Carol? I think you said A Christmas Carol. If I said a Christmas, a Christmas, a Christmas yeah, Story Christmas, is yeah. also a very A Christmas very Story, good one. <laughs> that's tradition at the Peters household. Um, we, we don't open presents on Christmas Eve. But after everything's, you know, all the running is done on Christmas Eve, we get home and at 8 o'clock on TNT and or TBS from 8 p.m. Christmas Eve till 8 p.m. Christmas Day night, um, the um, yeah. a, a Christmas Story Marathon is played. And we turn it on and it's just on a loop at the right. Peter's house. And, you know, you, um, <laughs> 
So that that's probably my second favorite Christmas movie. And then the George C. Scott version of A Christmas Carol is my third favorite Christmas movie. And I, surprisingly enough, I like the, um, drawing a blank on the title name, Sinbad, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the guy that killed himself and his wife. What? Um, oh, wow. Oh, shit. Uh, God You damn. didn't write it down. No, I didn't write it down because this conversation just spun its own well, but it really <laughs> wasn't going to get this deep into the Christmas movies. Um, Sinbad, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, the guy from News Radio that killed his wife and then killed himself. Oh, is the SNL? He was yes. Saturday Live? Um, um, yeah, I'm, now that, yeah, no. What is the name of that movie? Uh, I don't know. I've never. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Liz is screaming at her radio right now, and she's we'll probably come. calling me a stupid fuck. <laughs> well, she said, uh, "Jingle all the way." Jingle all. All the right, way. there. Take away the stupid fuck movie, Liz. Or, um, not stupid fuck movie. Stupid fuck comment. Um, no, she usually calls you a moron. Well, yeah, moron. Yeah, moron. But actually, that was so obvious that would have deserved a stupid fuck. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure we talked about it. Hey, this is 51 episodes, so that's 51 weeks. I'm sure we've discussed this before, but it's a, it's an annual topic with me and uh, the host of at Don't Forget the Popcorn, uh, one Dave McPeak, Die yep. Hard, Christmas movie or not Christmas movie? Eh, not a Christmas uh, movie. Right, agreed. And and they're even doing the commercial with the Die Hard battery. Just because you have a Christmas know, tree in your movie, I know. It, I I am I'm at I am absolutely I absolutely hate that when they say it's a Christmas movie because then, like I said, um, anything with yeah, I just I can't do it. I, I just cannot <laughs> say that. Yes, it it's a movie that was set in Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. I will go to my grave. Right. If Santa Claus swoops in and kills the bad guy. Then maybe it's a Christmas movie. Right. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, or you know, Rudolph at the head of the reindeer, you know, impales the bad guy with his antlers or something. Yes. You know what I mean? And with Christmas being the meaning, Christmas wasn't the meaning of it. They just, uh, Hans Gruba <laughs> just happened to ta- attack the Nakatomi Plaza. Hans Gruba is one of the main characters in Love Actually. Is he really? He is. Nice. Yeah. Well, hey, what a perfect circle to come to an end in segment one and rape this motherfucker. You think? <laughs> I think so. Um, all right. Now, yeah, I'm. Uh, I think my mom's feelings are going to be pretty hurt because I know she loves the half. Yep. And I hated the half. And you but, hate this? No, but half wisen <laughs> as we drank the uh, twelve ounce bottle was. I mean. Totally different than what we normally drink on this pod. Yeah. But um, refreshing nonetheless and a, little, a nice little flavor to it. I am going to give it a 308. Sounds like an area code. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in the 308. Right. Uh, I agree with everything that you just said. I don't know if I can add anything to it. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, uh, take away from anything. But I enjoyed it just a little bit more. I'm going to put it at a 3.25. All right. Well, before we uh, wrap that up, let's see what our good friends at Untap say. Wow. Yazoo Brewing Company must be uh, bigger than expected because with 28,000 check-ins, 
they were nearly a half point bigger than both of us at 3.62. All right, Dave, second tasting. Um, this is the one of the three today that is not courtesy of Grandpa Blackhawk on his Tennessee hunting excursion, but rather one I picked up and we've actually done many of the murky series from austin brothers beer company in alpena michigan one of our faves one of our faves um we've done the Mirko polo the frankenstein the shooter mcgurkin yep uh, um this is another one of their entries into the uh um the murky series oh yeah i grabbed your beer by mistake both right. on open so all covid protocols being followed here on flight football and anything else um, uh, the Mighty Merc, what I like best about it, and I know my two sisters would like it as well, is picture of the old Mackinac Bridge on the, th this might actually be my first ever five-star can rating, just because I love the view of the Mackinac Bridge just from yeah. my lifetime of experience Anywhere. with the area. You know, it kind of pisses me off. They, they do more pictures and videos of the Golden Gate in San Francisco. I think the Mackinac Bridge is it's as picturesque or more. It's as picturesque, definitely, and it's even longer. Right. That's what she said. <laughs> but I'm pumped. So anyway, let's uh before we crack it open, it tilts the scales at eight point three percent alcohol by volume. Hello. And fifty-five IVUs. So without further ado. From the Merck series by Austin Brothers Beer Company, the Mighty Merck. Why does this can feel five pounds? I don't know, because it only should feel a pint, which is 16 ounces. The label is thicker than most, though, so it might be a heavy label. <laughs> Maybe it's because the bridge is on it. Might be. I like that. Yeah, it is. I think bridges are heavy. I bet there's part of it. That's the collector's can. It's part of the Mackinac Bridge in that very can. Wow. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Even on the scent, you got some serious Oh yeah. New England. That's delish, as the kids would say. That is packed with flavor. Holy smokes. Um, oh, before we get go any further, I will have to say um, I did cheat on you. When I purchased <gasps> the Mighty Merc, I saw one. And for the, Michael. For, for the first time since this renewed, invigorated lockdown, not really a lockdown, but you can't go out. Last night I had one beer, which was the first Saturday I've had any beer in probably four to six weeks, and it was a can of a, a brewery, a brewery in Connecticut, and the name of the beer was um, Cosmic Circus or Galaxy Circus, something like that. I yeah. still got the can at home. It may it's only six percent. But the flavor may rival my normal go-to of Fog Cutter as my pre-potter. Okay. Fog Cutter comes in at a whopping 8.7, more of a body yeah. blow to the gut to oh, knock yeah. double you over. Sure. This uh, Cosmic Circus, what a wonderful flavor. Okay. I mean, oh, it was delicious. 
and I had I had the one pint, and then Saturday's my uh, long day at work. I get up early. By like nine thirty, I was just like, ah, I'm ready for bed. Right. And uh, but yeah, so I maybe I'll have to bring that on the pod so we can rate it as a team. Sure, we can do that. Um. Anyway, so like third or fourth, fourth or fifth um, edition of the What Do You Think, Dave? I got a couple topics for you. Want to know your thoughts on? Uh, the first one. Chris Collinsworth on yep. the Wednesday game, the Steelers versus the Ravens. That was supposed to be a Thursday on Thanksgiving. They got pushed <laughs> yeah. to Saturday. They got pushed to Sunday. They got pushed to Wednesday. The last game of Week Twelve. Right. <clears throat> Small talk with um, I want to say it was Mike Tirico because for whatever reason Al, Al Michaels must have said I don't do fucking Wednesday games. I ain't gonna be there. See ya. Right. Um. They're talking, you know, and they're talking about the Pittsburgh fan base. Right. And he said, I was talking with the fans of Pittsburgh. A lot of them were women. And I was floored by what they knew. Was that at the strip club he was at in Pittsburgh? No, it, no? it wasn't at the strip club, but that, that's what, <laughs> Kidding, he, that is what he said. Okay. I was floored by what they knew. And naturally, in the United States of America, 2020... <gasps> He, he has to. He has to issue an apology for that statement. I am floored by what they knew about the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what he said. Right. Now, why does he have to issue an apology for that statement? Maybe one of the women said, you know, talked about the intricacies of, you know, the RPO scheme of the. I can't even talk about it because I don't know that much about it. Maybe some, but maybe he had a couple women that that went on and on in 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 just such amazing detail, right? And that's what he was talking about. That's what he's yeah. That's what he was talking about. I get that. Why does he have to apologize for that? Because that's the. I mean, he and because he, that's the society we're in right he, now. He was literally <laughs> thrown under the bus because he said that. Now, I mean, it, it would be one thing if he said, "Listen." Mike, Pittsburgh fans are rabid, but I ain't talking to no skanky bitch who belongs behind the dumpster at a Chick-fil-A giving handies and hummers. I ain't, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm a Hall of Famer, or, or is he a Hall of Famer? I, yeah, I, I, was an, I was an NFL receiver, <laughs> right. and I'm not going to uh, yeah, talk football holder. with some skanky hoe. Right. Okay. That would... May, yeah, maybe he yeah, needs to apologize for that. Absolutely. But... I was floored by what they know. I mean, hell, I, I remember back in July, uh, Kevin Shanks uh, had people over for a uh, bonfire after we had, I think we were at Timbers, ate some dinner, and then we went over to Kevin's house, and we're sitting on the on the patio, the guys are here, the girls are there, and there's a couple of uh, fire pits going, and um, yeah, Josh Wendy... Sometime listener, haven't heard from him in a while, so I don't know. I don't know. If he's, I don't know if he's behind or not. He usually catches up when he has some uh, business travel trips. Uh, Josh and Kevin got into some po- political talk that I was floored by. Really? I, I mean, they're sitting there talking their politics, and I'm staring into the fire pit, and I'm like, hmm. 
You see that one that's a burning, glowing red, but the gray is kind of covering them. I wonder if I grab that. I wonder if it'll be how hot it'll be. As they're talking, so I was floored by the amount of politics they knew and they were able to discuss. As I felt like a three-year-old getting on the short bus. So now, do I all do I owe all middle-aged white men an apology because I was? I, I mean, it was literally impressive. I mean, they kind of lost me like on the eighth or ninth sentence. <laughs> well, and that's why. And, and hence, I started staring into the bonfire. Like, well, what if I grabbed that? I wonder how badly I would be hurt. <laughs> As they're talking politics, I'm like, they're naming names. I'm like. <laughs> I'm just kind of like nodding my head like, yeah, right. I know who that yeah. is. I yeah. fucking have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, so do I, owe, do I owe middle-aged white guys an apology? Because I because uh, I, I was floored by the political knowledge they knew? I, I just don't get why an apology was it warranted because he was floored because the woman was talking. To me, I find that, I take that as a compliment. If you think I know a lot about something and you say, God, Mike, I didn't think you knew that much about deluxe vibrators. And I'd be like, yeah, Dave, I do. I mean, you know, so come on. It's like, but why it is there no apology? I mean, if they were just talking about, well, hey, you know, um, you know, Joe Biden ran against Donald Trump and Joe Biden won the election and you were confused and didn't know what was going on, then yes, you do owe all middle-aged white men an well, apology. No, but if you were listening, that was back in July, so nobody won any election, and the political debates <laughs> okay. started true, 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 true. tying okay. into the unions and how the unions... It was an unions, example, uh, how the un- It was union, an example. And, and, and like, I said, I, like I said, I literally was lost and started daydreaming about grabbing the hot embers of the, of the fire pit. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just like, I don't get it. It's just so... It, right. It, why everything? When in the world did it become that everything had to be? Well, here, do, do you know why he had to apologize? I can no, tell you right now. Obviously, I didn't because I don't. I'm asking you why okay. I brought it up. So, um, in recent years, you've had females on the sidelines, right? As as sideline analysts or sideline reporters, right? And they right? better okay. look good because if they but don't look why? good, I don't want to see you. But why have they done that? Because they want to pull a larger audience, including women, into watching the NFL, sure. correct? Okay. Yes. So what do you do if there's a chance that you're going to turn those women that are now watching NFL football away? You go, dude, whether you think it's right or not, or whether you, you know, whether we don't even care if it was right or wrong, okay? You're going to apologize because we want those viewers, we want those dollars, we want those people watching the NFL, and we don't want you to piss them off. So, ergo, a simple apology, right. and we move on. Okay. That did I just say ergo? Yes, you said ergo, and it was very, it was very effective, and I believe it. I actually even believe I'm floored. So again, you know, know, but okay, okay, I agree with that, and that to me makes sense. Yeah, that was the case. What he said, in my opinion, right, was that wow. They know the game. That's a compliment. They know a shit ton about football. Like if if you got on, if you. you know, if, if somebody told say, me, said, let, Dave, let, you know, oh my God, I can't believe you say, know that much about let's football. Let's say Tuesday we go to the gym. You and I, and we're going to just get a quick workout in. Yeah. And we, we we start with the old bench press. You know, we yeah. warm up, you know, yeah. towards the end of the workout. You, I finally put some weight on no, the bar. No, towards the end of the workout, you know, you, you know, you do a set of three or four with 375 pounds. Uh-huh. 
And then, you know, after I spot you, get you back safely in rag, and I say, holy fuck, Dave, I'm fucking floored. I never would have guessed you could bench 375 pounds set of four. Right. It, now, do I have to apologize to you for that? I mean, because, yeah. you know, I just don't think you can bench 375 pounds four times. Right. But I just spotted you and witnessed you doing it. And I, fuck, Dave, I'm floored. You did, do I owe you an apology? That's a compliment to you. Right. It's like, holy fuck, Dave, I can't right. believe you're that strong. Right. Jesus Christ, you did 375 four times. Are you kidding me? I'm fucking floored. Right. Where is the apology needed in that statement? He didn't say, like I said, if he would have said, oh, those stupid bitches think they know football, they don't know shit. Right. Okay, yes. yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris, you stepped over the line on that one, buddy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he yeah, said, yeah, I was yeah. floored by what they did. Yeah. That is a compliment. You don't apologize for compliment. It's right. a, and it's just like in the, in the world where it's like. Um, but that's oh, because you, you're thinking hey, like oh, a man geez. and not like a woman. Oh, geez, you smell good today. Sexual harassment? Mm. Sexual harassment? I fucking said you smell good. I didn't fucking grab you by the... As yeah. Trump would say, I grabbed you by the... And say, yeah, hey, we're, we're right. going to the back, back of my... It's, it's, yeah, my travel this bus. This whole world is just yeah. out of control. It's dumb. <laughs> right. Everybody's joining the Me Too movement. And I hate Chris Collinsworth. I think he's a horrible announcer. But Chris... I know you listen. I back you 110%. The only thing I disagree with you on is I wish you wouldn't have issued an apology because no apology was needed. Whew. Whoa. <laughs> That's the it, second one, man. Yeah. It, I only had to it, dial the nine on that yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, but it's, just, it's, it's crazy. But anyway, the, the second one, do you think, Dave? All right, Texas. We have a, in Texas, we had a high school football game. Yep. Playoff spot on the line. Emmanuel Duran. Mm-hmm. Gets ejected for a personal foul for a late hit, sure. dirty hit on the quarterback. Okay. So after he's ejected, he runs, he comes back onto the field, slams into the official, knocks him loopy, and now obviously charges are being filed against this young man who supported for, uh, the, the high school was Edinburgh in okay. Texas. Okay. And supposedly this kid was pretty good in multiple sports, <clears throat> and so he he, he was assaulted a right. referee. Okay, so and now obviously charging being fine because you know the the referee didn't come back to the game. I think he's all right, but the you know he sure. had to go to the ambulance. They checked him out for concussion. Yeah, 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 because you know a two hundred and sixty pound kid smashed into a full equipment. Yeah, so there's no debate on that. I mean that's a given. Sure, Edinburgh actually won the game. That okay. was being played. Yeah. Earned a playoff berth. Yep. Well, that district, after they had won that game, disqualified the team and said they're they're not in the playoffs. They're out. Why? That's my question to you. <laughs> what do you think? It's like, how? It's like, okay, the kids should be punalized. I mean, oh, he, yeah, he shouldn't play in the next game. Or, actually, well, something to that magnitude. Well, we had two the, kids this year. Three kids, late hits, or uh, uh, there was uh, Ben. Um, oh, now I'm mad. Shoot, I apologize. Can't right, well, those were all plays in the game, though. This was like he he came. Well, this back. is I, worse. He came right, so he should be kicked out. Yes, and he shouldn't be allowed. Why to do play. you penalize all the other exactly. people? Exactly, that's what I say. I don't. That that's it's baffling to me. It's like okay, the school district probably <clears throat> thinks they're doing the right thing. It's like well. 
you know, we're not going to condone that. It's like, well, no, you're not condoning it. And this, um, Make him sit for two games. This, well, not even that. Emmanuel Durant, he's going to be charged with assault. He's probably going to get some type of fine, well, maybe uh, even detention, sure. or not detention, but... Go to juvie or whatever. Or he might be an 18-year-old senior. Maybe he'll fucking do 30 days in the... Sure. 30 days in the hole. <laughs> or, or whatever. But it's like, why all those other kids? Like, okay, you, the quarterback's like, fuck, I wasn't even on the field. I, I threw five touchdowns bad in that game. Why am I not allowed to play in the playoffs? Right. That, that's that's dumb. Yeah, that's very dumb. That is dumb. That also makes me mad. It I makes even me hear. mad. That's why I brought it up on the pod. It's stupid. It's like, why in the world would the the school be kicked out. I mean, if the coaches would have sent the players out, it's like, hey, go kill that fucking referee. He screwed us out of a first down. Oh, kill yeah. that fuck. Then you'd be like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah, you got a problem. But it was one loose cannon. Right. He got kicked out. Even the, his teammates even yeah. got him off the field. Right. And then he came running back on the field and, and hit the referee. he disqualified them from the playoffs for that? In Exactly, and not only well, I that. I mean, if, he should be just. I would almost. I would. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would almost even condone, and I would have had to have thought of another. What do you think, Dave? Had this happened, like if the referees would have stopped the game right there and said, "Hey, that's it. Fuck it. You forfeit." Well, let's let's move that. <laughs> Here, um, I got it. Go ahead. If, if they would have said, "Hey, um, you know what? The game forfeited. Right. Edinburgh, you lose." Because we're not going to put up with this type of behavior, I would be looking for another. Right. Um, what do you think, Dave? Right. But they finished the game. Edinburgh won. Was going to advance in the playoffs without one of their best players. Exactly. And then they, the school district said, "No, they're they're ineligible for the playoffs." I just I don't get it. I that, I don't understand why. And that makes no sense. I agree with yeah, you. I agree yeah, with you. Baffling is mind-boggling. So I guess the next logical thing we could do, Dave, is raid uh, the mighty Merc. Mm. Take one of my last hits of that. All right. So second tasting. I'm first. This is excellent. I like it a lot. Agreed. Agreed. Does it go to the four-point range? That's the question. It's right there. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Good flavor. Let me do it again. Hmm. 3.95. All right. Well, I think it hits all the notes. I'm going 4.01. If memory serves of all the other, the Murky series by Austin Brothers, and later on I won't bore the listeners with a lot of dead air here and check back now, but I will later. I personally think this is the best of the, could Murky, be. the Murky series. It could be. And I, I'm i going to have to check back too because if any of the other Murky series is <laughs> um, over 3.9, I might have to reconsider. All right. I'm going to go 4.1. 4.01, thank you. Um, let's check what our friends at On Tap say. Oh, interesting about this is like Yazoo Brewing Company had 28,000 check-ins for Hefweizen. Yeah. But yet little old Alpena, Michigan, a paltry 617 check-ins. 
But those 617 were right smack dab in the middle. And I mean literally smack dab in the middle. You had 395, I had 401, and the untapped rating is 3.98. Hey, we're getting good at this. Yeah, I mean, that's literally smack dab in the middle. I'm gobsmacked. All right, Dave. You said third, that before. Third and final tasting of the <laughs> episode 51. Um, I bring to you the Jan Brady of the podcast. Ooh, I'll I get, see that. Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Um, I see that. We have IDA Golden Ale from Fat Bottom Brewing Company. Another selection from Grandpa Blackhawk on his Tennessee excursion. And you might say, why is it the Jan Brady? Well, number one, the girl on the can maybe kind of sort of resembles Jan Brady. But the real reason is because right smack dab in the middle of Hefsweizen and the Mighty Merck, IDA tips the scales at 6.2% and 23 IBUs, which you'll find is the middle sister of our first two tastings. There you go. And hence the Jan Brady. Brady. Hey, this podcast doesn't go off without a lot of fucking planning. <laughs> I mean, it all falls into place, buddy. All right, without further ado, let's go for it. It's a uh, golden ale with 6.2%. Seems awful high for a golden ale. So I'm kind of interesting. Interesting? No, I'm interested in the taste of this bad gal. It is golden. Very golden. No haze. I got my rusted spoke uh, brewing company glass. I'm going Hop-A-Lot Brewing Company in Sutton, Sutton's Bay, Michigan. Tastes like a golden ale. Yes. You know what? I... It's good. It's refreshing. It's not the. It's not the. Yeah, there's the murky. Yeah, there's you know, no, yeah, IPA. Yeah, not the IPA taste, but there's a more of a little bit of a hop to it. Sure. Yep. Than like a Bud or a Miller. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, speaking of uh, Grandpa Blackhawk, I. N- would be remiss if I didn't cover his favorite part of the pod. Through 12 weeks of the first annual Flights Football and Anything Else Fantasy League, with Mahomes and Hill going bonkers last week, (laughs) I am in the lead with 430 points, followed by Josh at 402, Henry at 356, and Dave at... I couldn't have picked a worst. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, again, I told you your your drawback was when you took Lamar Jackson after I had taken Mahomes, right? And you could have taken Jackson last. But anyway, um, not a lot to cover with the action of Week 13 because a lot of our players have yet to play in Week 13. So I'm in the lead, 28 ahead of Josh. So enough of that. I know, Larry, you like more coverage of our fantasy league, but wait till uh, the year end special, buddy. Um, <laughs> anyway, this day in sports, I'll start it off. December 6th, 1925, or 95 years ago today, a record 73,000, 
pay to watch the Chicago Bears beat the New York Giants 19 to 7. I what? saw that. Yeah, why did I choose that? Well, why at least the fucking at least the fucking Bears won on that December 6th. <laughs> right? My first one is 1956. Against the background of the Soviet invasion of Hungary, the nations square off at the Melbourne Olympics in a famous water polo match. Do you ever hear about this water polo match? I have not, no. Okay, well, and I, never, I don't understand. It must have not been that either. famous. Anyway, um, in the famous water polo match, the game was called off with Hungary leading 4-0 and near riot halted by police. Hungary goes on to win the gold medal. So I don't, in all the Olympics that I've seen, I've never seen fans brawling, you know, over a contest, but... Also, I, I don't remember in any time since 1970 where two countries have been at war and then also had teams at the Olympics. No, nor do I. Um, there may have been, but if somebody wants to fact check us on that, please feel free. And Munich, any one of Munich our, was 72, right? Uh, I'm going to say... I don't know. But those countries weren't at war. That was just a, a, yeah. a rogue rup group of ruffians. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you want to call them ruffians, sure. <laughs> What's your next one? All right, my next one is 45 years ago today, Archie Griffin from the Ohio State University. That was from my buddy at the Fishman 8. Was the 41st Heisman Trophy winner. Well, I'll go back a little bit, and I'll go to 1961, the 27th Heisman Trophy, Ernie Davis from Syracuse. Why is Ernie Davis significant? He was the first African-American to win the award. Kudos, huh. kudos to Ernie. But it says HB. Halfback. Right. Is a halfback ever going to win the Heisman Trophy winner ever again? Doesn't it seem like it's a... It's a running back or a quarterback or a well halfback. Halfback is the same thing as running back. Okay. Yeah. During that time, a halfback yeah. was a okay. Yeah, so. All right. Is that when they were running the T? I don't know what they were running at Syracuse, but yeah, um, halfback, running back. Yes, tomato. It's tomatoes, tomatoes. Yes, it's the, right. akin to neither. No, I was thinking the halfback either. was at that time. I was thinking at that time the halfback was more like a, um, you know, like a fullback. And uh, like, sorry, no. Hans, wrong answer. Okay. What movie? <laughs> die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard. Um, my, my third and final, if for no other reason, got to throw a little shade his way. Two years ago today, Titans running back Derrick Henry has a franchise record 238 yards and four TDs in a 30-9 win against the Jacksonville Jaguars, including a 99-yard touchdown, which tied Tony Dorsett and somebody else, can't remember who. Yep. And the only reason I bring it up is like, why the fuck didn't you do that again today, two years after the fact, <laughs> from my fantasy team, fucker? <laughs> Instead, you got 60 yards and two points. I would much rather have 238 yards and four touchdowns, including a 99-yarder. So Come would on, I, Henry, you prick. Because he's my running back I picked up after... Uh, Barkley. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
The next one I have, I, again, I got to back up a little bit. Maybe I should have gone first today. 1984. 36 Hello. years ago today. 36 years ago today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Helena Sokova snaps Martina Navratilova's 74-match winning streak in the semifinals of the Australian Open in Melbourne. She ends uh, Navratilova's hopes for competing the grand or for completing the Grand Slam. So I mean, 74 matches. I mean, I'm not really I don't follow tennis too much, but I don't care when you win 74 of anything in a row. That's kind of impressive. Yeah, 74 is a lot, but it would have been more impressive if you would have said she snatched. Stop. <laughs> God. Now, come on. Now, wait a minute. I Read gotta... that headline. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so snatched her. Stop. Come right. on. So... That would have been gold. Gold, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> so, I've got a question, though. Do I have to apologize for being impressed by that? According to... Uh... It's Chris Collinsworth, NBC. Yeah, according to NBC, you do. Anyway, I think we yeah. get to episode 51 rendition of the, the random question. <laughs> and it's kind of bizarre, and you're going to have to think. Uh, this past week, Michael Jordan's jersey yes. that he held up in the air after the Chicago Bulls drafted him. Okay. Was auctioned off at a record amount. I want to say it was, it must have been 320000 It could have been 320000 but it, it was auctioned off for $320,000. I'm going to open it up to outside of the sports world. And you have to pony up every dollar you can, and you can't sell this, so you have to bid on this item. With the money you have, you 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 you, you uh, refinance your house, you take out a loan. Yep. Go get to your bank account. Okay. And you win the bid on this item. Doesn't have to be sports memorabilia, any artifact, any sports memorabilia, anything oh, in anything, the world. Anything. You have to buy it. Can't sell it for a profit, but you you know like you have to just put everything you have into. I'm buying. This Bears T-shirt that I'm wearing right now. What piece of not only sports memorabilia, but any memorabilia sure. artifact, sure, sure, whatever. Sure. <clears throat> um, hmm. The first thing that comes to mind is the golf ball that Jack Nicholas won the Masters with in 19... Ah, uh, shoot. His last Masters, he was damn near a senior. I'm, 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 I'm balking at the year. I, I want to say it was late '80s. That's okay. the one I would. That's the one I would probably go for. Remember, remember, I told you it didn't have to be sports memorabilia. Anything. Anything. Yeah. Well, any artifact. I did. Any I, if artifact. If that's your sports memorabilia, and that's a good. That's a. Okay. Oh my God. Well, you just opened the floodgates. Now I can't. Well, even I had already opened them. That's why I didn't think you. Had, I thought the tidal wave had passed you by because when you're going with a golf ball, when you could choose any fucking thing you wanted, I'm like, I don't know if you heard my question. Just like the Bruce Banner thing, it's like I fucking said caricature mascot, and you come with Bruce Banner, and I'm like, all right. 
uh, Grandpa Blackhawk, we're going to have to rehearse these uh, <laughs> random gonna... questions a little bit because I'm fucking getting Dave buckled over the ropes here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I am definitely buckled. Um, I mean, if you want, if that's your answer, that's cool. I'm yeah, like, all right, that's my answer for right now. All right, because my answer is, I'm rolling with, I'm bidding money, any money in the world, on the vehicle that Kennedy was in when he was shot. Oh wow! And I'm gonna tour it out. I'm gonna let people take rides in, and I'm all, and my selling point is like, I don't recommend the back seat. <laughs> <Ba -dum -ba. laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> but what would that bad boy go for? Oh yeah, right. You, you wanna, Where is that car? I have no idea. But you, that would be that would be priceless. Because I tell you what, we when um, we went out to Texas on our family vacation. So now my answer changes. Okay, and <clears throat> when I let me tell this story, okay. then you get to and, and that's why I spell it out for. You. I said I I fucking spelled it out, Dave. You I, did. Should, I, I mean, do I have to issue an apology? I heard sports. <laughs> I heard sports. I heard sports. I said sports. it didn't have to be sports. Yeah, anyway, I know. So before you get to your answer, yeah. I mean, when we went on our Texas vacation, it was almost, I mean, there were goosebumps, a little bit of goosebumps when we were in Dooley Plaza and you go to that spot and there's an X on the road where, oh, Kennedy, yeah. you know, where Kennedy's vehicle yeah. was when he was shot by Lee Harvey Oswald, wink, wink, and... um I mean, it's just, it's just weird. I mean, and you can see it because all the, you, you're just there in the moment. Yeah. So if you had that vehicle, wow, how badass would that be? That would be badass like, for hey. sure. And like I say, I mean, you, you got to give the disclaimer to the people. It's like, hey, don't go in the back seat. You know, it's just. All right. So anyway, so so what are you switching to now that you have so I, comprehended I fact, the question? I fact, I, while you were doing that, I fact-checked my, myself. It was 1984 that Jack won his last Masters. So I'm thinking about um, the helmet that Buzz Aldrin wore on his last mission. Or on the Apollo. Buzz Aldrin was on the Apollo mission, was he not? I don't know. Yeah. Where, what, is that the one that went to the moon? Supposedly. <laughs> No, that's the one. Um, oh God! Now you're gonna make me have to. Um, you're gonna have to make me fact check this one too. I'm looking. Aldrin made three spacewalks as pilot of the 1966 Gemini 12 mission, 1969 Apollo mission. He and the mission commander Neil Armstrong were the first two humans to land on the moon. That helmet. So from 1969, the Apollo 11 mission. So the, allegedly, well, okay. If you want to play that card, sure. Uh, so, so you think the helmet he wore on the moon is more priceless than where the president got his? It will be as soon as we go back to the moon. That's I can a, get it. That's for, it that that actually, it, that actually, it, that actually is an interesting debate for a listener. What would you rather have? It's like, hey, you stumble upon it, you know, at a uh, a rummage sale, like on uh, American Pickers. <laughs> Would you rather have the vehicle Kennedy was shot in, right, or the helmet Buzz Aldridge wore on the moon? You can get. I the mean, both are priceless. I would imagine. Sure, but the helmet you can get at a discount right now because it's not really like it doesn't. But when we go back to the moon, that bad boy is going up in price. But it's still this, this cat was has got had his head blown off in the back seat <laughs> of this vehicle as he rolled around Dooley Plaza. I agree. I agree. 
I and agree. I want that vehicle still has to be somewhere. Somewhere it? has to be. I don't know. In you, the FBI, you, want to, you want me to fact check that because yeah, I've, been, I've been doing a pretty good job of speed checking some stuff. Um, yeah, before we wrap this pot up, yeah, uh, Google where is the car Kennedy was killed in? All right. There's no way. I mean, because in theory, that's evidence, so they know where they were. Because they don't even know who the killer is. Wink, wink. Uh, the car was taken to the Henry Ford Museum in Dearborn. Well, there we go. It's right down the road. Yeah, we're right down the road. <laughs> so it's there. We can get, get, go get a look at it. Let's just try to steal that fucking thing. <laughs> don't bet on. It. Let's just steal it. Okay. So now the NSA or NSA? No. NSA. Know. What's the What's the government agency that listens to everything that? It, is on FCC? No. I don't know. Fuck, who knows? <laughs> Fuck, there ain't nobody listening to this podcast, Amy. <laughs> We're safe there, buddy. Don't worry about that. <laughs> That's pretty funny, Mike. <laughs> um, I got the numbers to back that up. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, anyway, while you look that up, Dave, I'll rate our third selection. All right. The IDA Golden Ale from Fat Bottom. Girls, you make this rockin' world go round. Just kidding. That's not really the name of the brewing company. Anyway, boy, for a uh, golden ale, a lot of flavor. Didn't like it as much as the Mighty Merc, but I liked it a lot better than Hefweizen, so therefore I have to be between a 3.08 and a 4.01. And drum roll, please. 3.6. Six. All right. I am actually going to go with a 3.50. Oh, I liked it better than you. This, yeah, I would have thought you liked this beer. Well, I like it better than the Heffenweizen from uh, Yazoo. Uh, not as much, obviously, than the Mighty Merc. Oh, yeah, for sure. I didn't expect you to have it higher than Mighty Merg. I just thought you would have it higher rated than me. All right, so where do we stand with the untapped crowd? I'm at 366. You're at 350. And the untapped crowd with 6,090 check-ins, which oddly enough is right smack dab in the middle of the number of check-ins of our other beers. And that's why I called the old IDA the Jan Brady of the bunch. Uh, comes in at 3.46, Dave. So we actually liked it better than the untapped crowd, surprisingly enough, because we're typically just below the untapped crowd. Usually, yeah. Yep. yep. Well, anyway, there you have it, folks. Third and final tasting, me, 366, Dave, 350, untapped, 346. And as I look down at the bottom of my glass, as a late great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.